0: What do you do when life threatens to steal your peace? I'm Julie Bastide of The Christian Working Woman, and today Lisa Bishop reminds us of the truth of God's Word and how we can experience peace in the midst of less than desirable circumstances. We're so glad you've joined us today and pray that you'll be encouraged. Thanks, Julie. Let's face it, life, will not always go the way you planned, and there's gonna be many times your peace can be disrupted, even rocked. So today I wanna to spend some time anchoring us in God's word because frankly, we all need reminders of truth to keep us grounded when times are rough. It's easy to feel peace when everything, or at least most things in life are going well, but let's be honest, when you hit bumps in the road, when disappointments, delays, or losses strike, holding on to peace, well, it can feel like it's slipping through your hands. A good friend of mine called me the other day to let me know her husband was let go from his job. They have two kids, no savings, they had just paid off their debt, and boom. Out of seemingly nowhere, their only source of income was stripped away. Food stamps, frugality, and freezing all unnecessary purchases would soon become their reality. The circumstances certainly called for panic, but my friend was determined to hold on to her peace. When is a time where your peace is threatened? A sudden job loss, a conflict in a relationship, financial strain, your reputation being called into question? Maybe you're currently experiencing anxiety, nervousness, fear of the future, or inner turbulence over circumstances in your life. You know, a lack of peace can feel intrusive. Ruminative thought patterns, racing heartbeat, intense feelings of uncertainty, worry, depression, that heaviness that just sits on your chest like a ton of bricks. We've all felt peace lacking in our lives, so what do you do when the inevitable pervasive peacelessness happens? How do you prepare for seasons that threaten to throw you off kilter and into a sea of unsettledness? The Bible is filled with verses that instruct us about peace. Various forms of the word peace are found 429 times in the King James Version of the Bible, so it must be an important thing for you to grasp, or better yet, for peace to get a hold of you. Yet, why does peace seem so evasive? I think one reason is because we tend to intellectualize peace rather than really receive the peace that's ours in Jesus and by the power of his Holy Spirit. We read the 400-plus verses of peace in the Bible, but it just sounds like a nice benefit of following Jesus, and we don't receive it as a birthright. If we're honest, we can think that peace is something we muster up or need to strive for rather than settle into, and our self-effort disappoints over the long haul. Now, I'm not saying that you don't have to work hard to experience peace, you do. You need to be intentional about believing what God's Word says about peace, believe that Jesus and Holy Spirit are your peace, and make an effort to live in what is already given you. But too often, we resort to human striving to create peace rather than the supernatural receiving of it. You know the saying, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade? It's that proverbial phrase used to encourage optimism and a positive can-do attitude in the face of adversity or misfortune lemons being analogous to the sourness or difficulty in life and making lemonade meaning turning them into something positive or desirable. While the concept is not a bad one, and it's important to have a positive perspective, real lasting peace has more depth, sustainability, and stability when we find it first and foremost in the person of Jesus Christ. In John 14, verses 25 to 27, after three years of earthly ministry, Jesus, as he prepares his disciples for his physical departure from earth, says to them, I'm telling you these things now while I'm still with you. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Now, don't miss this. This is huge. Jesus is departing his earthly dwelling and imparting a greater gift to his followers, the indwelling of his Holy Spirit. The ceaseless presence of God's peace. His Holy Spirit dwells in you. Jesus' peace is inseparable with his presence, and he says that he is with you until the end of the age. As Sam Storms, pastor and author, says, Jesus isn't simply making a statement of fact. He is actually and literally and truthfully imparting peace into the lives of his disciples. He isn't saying, I hope you'll be at peace in the days ahead. He is truly giving them peace. He's taking from the peace that is in his own heart and experience and infusing it into theirs. This isn't just a theological declaration. It's an experiential impartation as a result of which they now have the very peace of Jesus exerting a transforming and empowering influence on how they think, speak, and act. To experience a peace of God requires being in tune to the presence of God and believe in his promise to you. John 14:25 says, "I'm leaving you with a gift," again, peace of mind and heart. And when Jesus says he's given you a gift, that means there's no strings attached. You don't have to earn the gift. It's part of your inheritance as his son or daughter. It's your openness to receive, to know you're worthy of this divine gift of peace that will position you to possess it, to take hold of what is yours as one who is deeply loved by God. Peace of mind has been defined as the absence of mental stress or anxiety, inner calm, or a feeling of contentment. It's being at ease and centered amidst the chaos. The peace Jesus offers is, as the Greek word implies, the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing and content with its earthly lot of whatsoever sort it is. The word for peace, shalom, never means simply the absence of trouble. It means everything which makes for our highest good, even in the most undesirable of circumstances. And we know that the true peace of mind that Jesus promises is not based on circumstances, because as he was instructing the disciples before his impending death and resurrection, he also said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Listen, in this world, you and I will have trouble. We'll have disappointment and discouragement, loss and heartache, but take heart. God's peace is greater and reflects his divine character, strength, love, goodness, sovereignty, dominion, and power. And when Jesus says the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, I think it's a loving warning. Jesus knew you and I would be tempted to find our peace in places other than his presence. So where do you seek your peace? Another way of thinking about that question is, where or what do you run to for comfort? Full disclosure, for me— Sometimes I run to food. I've been known to seek comfort at the bottom of a pint of Ben and Jerry's chubby hubby ice cream. No joke, it's true. And that ends up leaving me with a temporary sugar high and a bellyache. And inevitably in my indulgence, regret always follows. Because I know that comfort, true peace, cannot be found at the bottom of a container of ice cream or in a spouse, a job promotion, or 10,000 likes on social media. Jesus says, and the peace I give, is a gift the world cannot give. What does your attempt at creating comfort, at self-soothing look like? Do you distract yourself with busyness when life is hard? Maybe you go to excessive working out, gaming, or social media, a glass of wine or two before bedtime just to relax, or pot smoking, productivity, or pornography. Perhaps you purchase a lot of stuff because you think one more Amazon Prime deal will bring you serenity. When I ask you this, it's not a means to judge or condemn you. No, we all do it. It's just a reminder to reflect on the places of false peace and focus on truth. Focusing on food, finances, numbing and mind-altering substances, status at work, a slim waist or a fat bank account will not satisfy you long-term. Running to those things will come up short because peace is not a means of escape, but rather a state of being captivated by Christ. The world spins peace as an escape. True peace, it's settling in. It's experienced by running to Jesus. Philippians 4, 4 4-9 gives us the prescription for accessing God's peace when it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. This is a bold promise of God for you. Do you want peace? Rejoice. Trade your anxiousness for prayer. Be thankful and you will have peace that dumbfounds those around you because your peace is rooted in the living word and not on the world and serenity will be yours even when your circumstances dictate otherwise. God's peace will guard your heart and mind. And this word guard means to protect by a military guard to prevent hostile invasion. But you have to believe it to receive it. Now, as Paul is approaching the end of his letter in chapter 4 of Philippians, he uses the word finally. This is intended to get our attention. The word finally points to a focal point. To gain peace, fix your mind on things that are pure, excellent, praiseworthy. You will experience God's presence when you put His peace into practice. In order to guard your peace, you have to know and meditate on truth. So do a mind check. What do you fill your mind with? If you spend too much time soaking in the news, thread, or Twitter and not on the Word of God, you're already setting yourself up for restlessness. Defend your peace and fill your mind with the truth of God's Word. Put on some worship music. Praise Him, especially when you don't be like it. It will do wonders for your weariness. In the early 90s, the movie Forrest Gump was released, and one of the memorable lines of the movie was, Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. While it may be true that life can be unpredictable, you can be certain that you have a God that never changes, and that He works all things for your good in His glory. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and as His son or daughter, you've been gifted peace because you're the beloved of God in Christ Jesus. Which means, when life is unpredictable, as a believer, you have an obligation to let the peace of God rule in your heart, as Colossians three fifteen instructs. This means you have the choice either to trust God's promises, letting His peace rule or rely on yourself or the world and reject the peace he offers you. So when you find yourself in the throes of the woes of life, there are two words I want you to remember. But God. I may be worried about my future, but God. I may be worried about my finances, health, my job, but God. I may be worried about my kids, my husband, my calling, my career, my ability to caretake for my aging parent, but God. Acknowledge God's presence and ask him to help you experience his peace. Say, Jesus, Holy Spirit, thank you that you give me peace. Help me encounter your presence. Help me feel your peace. Listen, when you walk with God, peace is a tangible sign of his presence. It's not based on conditions. It's based on proximity to Jesus. Peace empowers you to live a life that rejects anxiety and panic. You are a new creation made in God's image. Lean into him as you learn how to come into his presence. Peace is a practice. It's a discipline, training your heart and mind to rest on and in Jesus in times of unrest. When anxious thoughts and negative mindsets enter in, picture the presence of Jesus. External pressures and circumstances will try to disrupt peace, but your peace is in you. You are anchored in God's peace. You have the mind of the Lord, and worrying cannot add an hour to your life. So what thoughts do you need to bring under the mind of Christ when you fix your eyes on Jesus? and your presence of the presence of his Holy Spirit, his peace that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in him. There's a song called Firm Foundation that I've often blasted on repeat and sung at the top of my lungs. It says, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad that I've put my faith in Jesus. He's never let me down. Listen, He is faithful in every season. Ask Him to help you access His peace because He will. And as Lamentations three twenty-two to 23 reminds us, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Well, as we wrap up today, receive this blessing from 1 Thessalonians three sixteen. Now may the Lord of peace Himself give you peace at all times and in every way. Well, thanks for joining me today. Know you're not alone in your journey of faith. We'd love the opportunity to pray for you and you can reach out to us at our website at christianworkingwoman.org. That's christianworkingwoman.org.